Blog Talk Radio. It's Film Festival Radio, the show where superstars and future stars happily coexist together. And now, here's your host, Janice Malone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Film Festival Radio Show for this weekend. I hope that you are having a really cool, fabulous time enjoying your weekend off if you have the weekend off. Or maybe you're just just chilling. There's nothing wrong with that. Well, I've been waiting all day, been waiting for you to tune in, and I've been waiting to talk and run my mouth like I always do. So let's get right to it. By the way, we have two fabulous guests here. I'll tell you about them later. But right now, I want to jump right in here because we have some auditions that you might want to send in your information and try out for. So let's get to it right now. Okay, starting with our first audition, if you are a person who is good with cake decorating and baking, uh, a chocolatier person, or you know the cupcakes, and you you can just bake, you you know what a what fondant is and all that kind of great stuff. Well, there is a new competition baking show in the making from a major cable television network, and they are looking for people like you if you know your way around sugar and cakes and all of that great stuff. How do you, all these fancy cakes that they can make nowadays, they're just works of art. Well, if that's you, this show will have a Easter theme to it. Yes, so they're looking to uh, premiere this show around Easter time of 2021. And so if you are selected as a winner, you can win 25,000 sugary sweet dollars there. And you can bring that 25 grand back to Vegas and just go to your favorite casino and double or triple it or whatever you can do. But listen, this new show, they are, again, it's uh, an Easter-themed competition baking show. And so they're going to select seven contestants who are just really just out of their minds about baking creations who can really do it. So this is what you need to do. Uh, go to this website. It's eastershow.castingcrane.com. Dot com. That's eastershow.casting, C-R-A-N-E, dot com. There's a uh, application form there. All of the details are at that website. So, again, if you know how to really bake and, and all the fancy creations of cakes and, you know, how they have these cupcakes looking all, you know, like a whole freight train or something, but it's a cake. If that's you, go and apply, eastershow.castingcrane.com, but this time, this particular show will have, again, an Easter theme to it, and you win a lot of money. Okay, see, we got audition number two here. This sounds like a really fun show. Uh, this is a new show they're putting together for, again, another major cable network, and they are searching all over the country. Our station streams all over the country. So anyone who is listening to the sound of my voice, if you want to try out, if you qualify, this is what they're looking for. They are looking for this uh, producer, 
production company, I should say. They're looking for siblings who are very, very close. Just your sibling is your bestie. Yeah. You just love being around your brother or your sister. Um, and they they want to show that bond of how close you guys and gals are. So they're looking for if it's a brother and a sister duo or two brothers or two sisters or maybe it's a trio, three brothers or three sisters. Maybe you two, you guys are roommates or something. Maybe you like to travel together, shop together. You just love hanging out with your sibling. That's your bestie. So if that is you, that describes your relationship with your sibling or siblings, this is what you need to do. Oh, by the way, let me put this in there. If you are selected, you will get paid uh, for being a part of this show. And also, you must be age 18 or over and live in the U.S. to be considered. And if you are selected and you get invited to uh, do a live uh, in-person audition, they will be uh, implementing COVID-19 safety protocols. So that's only if you are selected to go to a live audition after you do the preliminary audition. Okay, so here we go. If you and your bestie is your sibling or siblings and you want to try out for this new reality show, this is what you need to do. You need to submit an email. Uh, the names of both you and your sibling, first and last names, contact telephone numbers and contact email addresses for each of you, the city and state where you live, and give a brief bio about each of you. Yeah, in the description, just talk about uh, your relationship with your sibling and why that you guys think that you would be good for this type of a reality show. And they also want you to send several recent pictures of both you and your sibling, okay? Uh, and again, this doesn't have to be just uh, one sibling. It can be uh, up to three. So if you want to try out for it, you send all of that information to this email address. Sibling, S-I-B-L-I-N-G, TV casting at gmail.com. That's sibling, TV casting at gmail.com. And you never know, you and your sibling or siblings might get selected. You get paid and you get to be on national television. And most of all, you get to hang out and be on national television with your bestie, who's your friend, and that's your sibling. How fun. Okay, audition number three. Once again, they are searching nationwide for engaged couples of all types and all ages. And this is a new show they're putting together that will be airing on the Oprah Winfrey Network, the OWN Network. Uh, this is from the producers who created the Emmy Award-winning show, Born This Way, The Real World, and several others. Uh, these are the same producers. And again, they are looking for couples who are engaged for a new television show. And what you will be doing is that if you are selected, these engaged couples of all ages, again, uh, they will be living under one roof for three days. Oh, yeah, that's going to be interesting. So um, if, you're, if you are engaged and if you are eligible to work in the U.S., you are qualified. What you need to do is go to the website. They have a website, and there's an application form there, and it has all the details. Go to www. 
bmpcasting.com the forward slash mark engagement. And that's B like baby, M, P as in paper, casting.com, the forward slash mark engagement. And when you get to that page, you will see a little box that says click to apply. And when you click on there, that's all of the information, everything that you need to do and just follow the directions and you are so on your way. Yeah, if you're engaged and um, yeah, you want to try out for this show, good luck with that. Good luck with your marriage as well. Oh, okay, let me stop it. I know a lot of engaged couples and they are already having problems. It's kind of funny, but it's not. So I want you guys who I know, you know who you are. Go try out for this show, please. Okay, our next audition. Uh, this is a really cool one. Uh, they are casting, same company, same production company. They are casting for entrepreneurs. Yes, again, these are the same producers of the show Born This Way, uh, HBO's Autism, Autism, the musical, and MTV's The Real World, same producers. Uh, they are casting three entrepreneurs for this new show, three entrepreneurs with disabilities, and that includes physical, cognitive, sensory, or mental health disabilities, but yet these very, very talented special individuals have defied the odds against society's stigmas, and they have started their own businesses anyway. Now, how nice is that? And so this new show they're putting together will showcase just how just just what what you've done how how inspiring so anyway they want entrepreneurs to share their journey of how they've done it i mean starting a business is just a journey in itself but if you have a disability that makes it twice as or 30 times as as difficult but this new show will showcase how these very talented people uh, have been able to start their own business in spite of. So, again, it's three entrepreneurs with uh, disabilities who have started successful businesses. And so if you are interested, you need to go to this website, castingnow at bunham-murray.com. That's casting, N-O-W, at Bunham, B as in baby, U-N-I-M dash Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot com. Casting now at Bunham dash Murray dot com. That is, oh, I'm sorry, that is the email address if you want to nominate somebody. Oh, I got it wrong. If you want, if you don't want to try out for the show, but maybe you want to nominate someone uh, that has these requirements. You can send an email to that email address that I gave you. But if you want to try out for the show, go to the website bmpcasting.com forward slash B4B. Now, I'll spell that out to you. Now, again, if you want to try out for the show, go to B as in baby, M, P as in paper, casting.com the forward slash mark, B as in baby, the number four, and then B as in baby again. Got it? You can always email me, info at filmfestivalradio.com. 
dot com and I can send you all of this information. But I would I cannot wait uh, to see this show once they put it all together. I think it's going to be so inspiring and so inspirational. And again, if you don't know, uh, if you don't want to try out Florida, maybe you know of someone who has uh, the requirements of what they they're looking for. Uh, you can nominate a person. Uh, their email address to nominate is casting now at bunham b u n i m dash maury m u r r a y dot com and nominate someone. Wouldn't that be cool if they get selected? What a great way to show your love and friendship and support as well. Okay, that is going to do it for our uh, auditions here. I think that's all we have right now. So what we're going to do is take a quick break. And when we come back with more of the show, we will bring you our first guest. So we'll be right back. Ah, yes, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. And our first guest, oh my goodness, she really doesn't need an introduction because she is a household name. We're talking about multiple Emmy Award winning actress, game show host, Jane Lynch. I've talked to Jane many times, and I can't wait to talk to her again because she is the new host and the executive producer of The Weakest Link, which will be returning back on American television Tuesday, this coming Tuesday, September 29th, uh, 8 p.m. on NBC, of course. The weakest link. Oh, my goodness. You know, they have that famous saying, oh, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Bye-bye. But this one, this version is going to be kind of sort of the same, but upping the ante as far as the prize money is concerned. Eight strangers, they, they play the game and they must work together as a team to bank the maximum amount of prize money possible over seven rounds, and Jane will be doing the rapid-fire trivia. So at the end of each round, if every person for themselves as players, they have to vote to eliminate the fellow contestant that they consider to be the weakest link. Now, only one champion will be left, last person standing at the end of the game, and that person will take home up to $1 million in prize money. And that means not only will they have more money, that also means that they will escape the humiliation of hearing those famous last words, you are the weakest link. Goodbye, boo-boo the fool. No, 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 that's not, no, you are the weakest link, goodbye. Nobody wants to hear that. So they're going to be hustling their brains to not hear that phrase from our guest coming up here in a few seconds, Jane Lynch. And once again, the weakest link premieres, the new version premieres Tuesday, September 29th at 8 p.m. on NBC. So let's bring Jane on to give us some more insight as to what we can expect with the new version for 2020 of The Weakest Link. So let's bring Jane's lineup right now. And then I hit join. Yep. To ask him to, why don't we hold for a second? I'm going to ask, I, my gardener is uh, cleaning up, so hold on. <laughs> that is funny. 
wish I had a gardener who came and rolled up one plant and one house. That's fine. Yeah, we can go here down there. Thank you, my darling. All good. Hey. Hi, Jane. How are you? Nervous about doing Zoom, but not nervous about talking to you, which is oh, crazy. Well, well, you're doing great so far. Look at that. Okay. Well, let's just jump right in here with both hands and feet here. The week is late, big premiere, September 29th on NBC, of course. And okay, so this is the new and improved Jane Lynch version. So what can we expect uh, with the Jane Lynch version that we didn't see earlier in the decade? Well, what Jane Lynch is doing is not messing with the earlier versions which of the game, which is, you know, a, a fantastic, um, uh, based on the BBC quiz show format. So it's the exact same show and it's the exact same music, uh, like the score, it's the same kind of lighting. Um, but of course, with uh, uh, all new questions, with a reference level that's kind of high, you know, it's not for a, it's not for slouches. And um, it's you know rapid fire questioning where the top the clock is ticking and you can't mull over answers for too very long without ticking off your uh, uh, your fellow contestants. So it's it's basically the same show, but just I'm wearing the black suit this time. Uh, and I understand that you are also the executive producer. So what was that like? It was great. You know, I, I certainly don't put my fingers into areas that I have no expertise in, but there are some things that I I really love. And I, I'm really good at like the aesthetic and and um, uh, uh, like the music um, and uh, the, how, how just kind of how things are on set, how we're all yeah, everybody's always very polite anyway, but it's a very quiet set and it's polite. So I, you know, I, I uh, that's kind of my mark on those things. Well, you're such a multi-talented person. I call people with all these multi-talents, I call them your superpowers. And so, uh, which of your magical superpowers did you rely on the most in, in being executive producer of this show? Um, uh, steering the ship, really. I, I'm, I'm great at throwing parties. I, I love to do it. Like with Hollywood Game Night, I, I was always like the party host, and this I am the host for this particular game and I'm the one who you know kind of lays down the rules and I know when to insert my personality and myself and my you know comments and I know when to step back and just play the game and I think that's the most important thing is that the contestants need to feel that they are being taken care of and that um, they can relax and just focus on answering the questions and I and I hope that I create an environment for them where they can do that. Were you a fan or an avid viewer of the show when it first came out over here? I was, I was yes. I was an avid viewer and a fan, and I love trivia. Um, it's my favorite kind of game, and uh, one of the things that I, I think people will experience watching our show as well is I, I always learned something. It was always an education, um, because the questions are from uh, not only history, but literature and science and weather and and uh, what's the tallest uh, mountain in, you know, the United States, Mount Whitney? I didn't know that. I learned so much. What is the most abundant element on the earth? And it's nitrogen. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that either. That's good information yeah. to have. Wow. Well, finally here, Jane, if you had to put together your own weakest link team that did a celebrity version, who were a couple of people you would want on your team? The people I would want on my team are uh, Yvette Nicole Brown. Anthony Anderson, um, uh, uh, Paul Rudd, Sean Hayes, 
Um, oh gosh, who else? I know I'm leaving people out who are really smart. Uh, 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 oh, uh, Chris Colfer, one of the smartest people. Matthew Morrison, really smart person. And yeah, there you go. Oh, that's a smart team. Kristen Bell. Yeah, she's smart. Too. Okay, okay. Well, finally, for sure, we're landing this plane. Any live tweeting on premiere night? I don't think so. It's okay. not a thing of the past. I want you to watch the game. If they want me to live tweet, I will do whatever they want me to do. But um, I, I'd love to watch the show, and I think people should watch the show, too. Okay. So, okay. I will be watching. That, that being said, I'm probably live tweeting. <laughs> well, we'll find out and see. We'll but again, out. big night, September 29th on NBC. Jane, it's always a pleasure chatting with you. Hopefully, I'll chat with you in your next project, because you've got so many with those superpower talents of yours. <laughs> Thank you so much. You bet. You okay, bet. bye bye. Bye. And to your right is leave the room. See that? Oh, wait, hold me. Oh, thank you. Instructions. See, that's why you're the host. <laughs> leave the room. Goodbye. Leave the room. Bye. <laughs> I lived through it. I can't believe I finally did my first Zoom. Oh, my God. Uh, okay. Did you leave the room yet? Uh, leaving. Is she talking to us? No, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Great. Janice, thank you so much. Okay. It was a pleasure, Janice. I hope you had fun. You're I welcome. Can... Okay. Yeah. Ready yeah, no, I'm now a so-called expert. Okay. You are. You, got it now. you are an expert. Okay, Taylor, we're going to put you in. Okay. Well, Janice, you can just leave the meeting. And... Okay. That was my very first time doing a Zoom call. Oh, my God. And I started it with the fabulous Jane Lynch. Oh, Jane was so kind to help walk me through that. But I, I really, I have not done Zoom until now. Okay. Yeah, why not start with the top people when you're going to do your first Zoom call? Oh, my goodness. Only could happen to me. But, again, thank you, Jane Lynch. And make sure you tune in to The Weakest Link Tuesday, September 29th, 8 p.m. on NBC. Oh, my goodness. We'll be back with more of Film Festival Radio with our next guest right after this. Okay, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. Hope that you are having a good time, having some fun. I know that we are around here. Always do. Can't wait for Saturday so I can run my mouth with our guests here. But anyway, to further speaking of uh, running your mouth with your guests, that brings me to our guest that is on standby to call us. He is uh, an author. He is... uh, 
just a, a very talented stylist. Uh, his name is Giuseppe Longo, and he is also the creative director for the very popular luxury blog titled Fashion Class and Jet Lag. Good title. So go check it out if you love traveling and luxury and, and just knowing the best. Uh, sometimes you can travel and luxury does, and you do, do not have to pay those luxurious prices. So, yeah, I've, I've done that. I like to travel in luxury, but the luxury money is, that's another story. But anyway, let's talk about Giuseppe's current book. The title of it is Kenneth, Sheer Elegance. And it is a very elegant, sophisticated, classy book. And the topic, the subject matter, the gentleman is also, was also very classy, very luxurious, and very talented. We're talking about hairstylist and celebrity stylist, uh, just a fashion, just an icon in that whole fashion New York, especially social scene. Uh, he was known as Mr. Kenneth uh, among his high-profile clients, but his actual name was Kenneth Battelle, and that is what the book is about. Kenneth Battelle, a.k.a. Mr. Kenneth, oh my God, his clients, Jacqueline Kennedy Onassis, Marilyn Monroe, Diana Vreeland, Joan Rivers, um, oh, the list is so long, and really, I don't want to get into too much because we want the author to talk more about it, but just those names along. Uh, Cheryl Teagues is another one. And when Truman Capote uh, hosted his world-famous, notorious black-and-white ball, Kenneth was there. His salon was just inundated with high-profile social you know, the New York, Chicago, all the Paris, all the social ladies, they wanted to get their hair done by Mr. Kenneth for the Truman Capote's notorious black and white ball. And it was, you know, that was that era. Of course, some of us may not have been born then, or maybe some of us were still in diapers, but it was a glamorous era. And Kenneth Battelle, Mr. Kenneth was right there making history happen as far as the entertainment and the high class profile beautiful ladies in the beautiful society of New York and London and Paris and just that whole scene. That's the whole scene. Um, I mean, I'll just tell you how fabulous he was. He drove a Rolls Royce. So how many hairstylists back then especially drove a Rolls Royce? Say, come on, see what I mean? Yes. So, again, we're going to bring on our guest, the author, again, Giuseppe Longo. The book is Kenneth Sheer Elegance. And he's going to just give us a, an inside view of what that whole world was like and what Mr. Kenneth, Kenneth Battelle, was like himself. So, let's bring on, uh, bring his lineup, I should say, Giuseppe's lineup right now. Rolling uh, like right now. All right. Okay, everyone. Uh, we are back with more of Film Festival Radio Show with me, Janice Malone, here. And I have my guest here on board with us. Uh, I am just so excited not only to talk about his book, but the fact that Giuseppe Longo is the author. Just so many talents. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, Giuseppe, I understand you are calling in from Italy. Now, what city in Italy are you are you in right now? Yes, I, I am, I'm currently in Italy. A, a big hello to you, Janice, and everyone out there. 
I, I'm actually in Sicily at the moment, so I'm, I'm a little bit, um, a little bit far away, let's say. Yeah, you're, you're not, not exactly across the street, but that's okay. <laughs> we got you. <laughs> oh my gosh! So it sounds like you are across the street because the, the quality audio is so clear and perfect. So, hey, t- technology. Oh, perfect. We'll in. take it. Yes. Well, okay. You have uh, a book that will be released, I understand, uh, actually uh, around the world next month, and the title of it yes. is Kenneth, Sheer Elegance, and it will be available, again, uh, Amazon and all the places where fine books are sold. So the book is about the fascinating life and career of iconic celebrity stylist and hairstylist Kenneth Battelle better known in the celebrity world back then as Mr. Kenneth. And so tell us all about this book. Give us to pick up the baton and tell us more about your fabulous book here. Absolutely. I, you know, to, to talk about Kenneth, it's, it's a subject that I truly love. And I could truly go on for hours uh, speaking about Kenneth and his, and his grand career. You know, Kenneth started his career in the 1950s but he truly took off by the 1960s, especially when Jackie Kennedy uh, made it to the White House. And, you know, throughout his career, Kenneth, um, it was truly name-dropping to the extreme. Uh, You know, Kenneth worked with any, you know, all these famous uh, fashion photographers from Milton Green to Burt Stern to Richard Avedon, famous models uh, like Cheryl Teagues, uh, Missy Bancroft, um, all the celebrities that went to his salon on 54th Street in New York City, anyone from um, Mrs. Kennedy to Judy Garland, Gloria Vanderbilt. Um, so I, I wrote this book wanting to truly highlight, you know, Kenneth as a person as well as his grand career and, and really the, the mark he left in the hair industry, which today, you know, he, I always say he sort of set the foundation to the hair industry, which beca- became this grand, um, you know, behemoth that it is today. And it is a huge one, but he was such a bigger-than-life uh, personality himself. So do, who was or maybe who were a couple of his first famous clients that he, that really started to put him on the map? I, definitely, I think the two that always stand out for sure are Mrs. Kennedy, Jackie Kennedy, as well as Marilyn Monroe. Um, but then as his notoriety increased, um, you know, like I said, anybody from Judy Garland, um, Susan Newhouse, whose, you know, family owns Condé Nast, all the way to um, royalty, um, to nobility, Countess Jacqueline de Ribe. Um, there was also Marella Agnelli, um, and the list is really incredible. Dave Paley, and, and, and just and it was interesting because he started when Kenneth started his career. He wasn't really too crazy about you know working with hair or being a hairdresser. It just kind of evolved over time, and he ended up kind of becoming the unofficial king of the beauty industry, which is really incredible because for someone who wasn't really that fascinated with being a hairdresser, he really, you know, he came up on on top in the end. Um, So it's the transition and the evolution is just really incredible. Now, uh, 
of course, his, his world-famous uh, salon uh, was once housed at the Waldorf Astoria Hotel on Park Avenue. Uh, is, now, is is that where you worked uh, when you were working for his company, or what? So the the funny part is is I have never worked in the hair industry or in the hair trade. I I have I just I happen to have come across Kenneth by chance. One of my closest friends at the time was working for Kenneth at the Waldorf Astoria, and I remember you know for years I would go in and you know in, I was working at a corporate job close by and I would text my friend and I would tell him, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to stop by for a quick hello or stop by for a coffee. Um, and I remember sitting there one day, you know, after being exposed to the clients and the people who worked there and, and this fabled history of Kenneth, I, I sat there and I was like, does Kenneth have a book? And my friend at the time said, no, Kenneth doesn't have a book. He thinks that no one would really be interested in reading a story on his life. And I remember thinking that was probably one of the most absurd things I'd ever heard. And I, I said, that's that's outrageous. There has to be a book on Kenneth. I mean, it's the story is just too beautiful to let it slip away forgotten. I, yeah, and, that's, I, and that's pretty much how it all started. It was very random. Man, I'm with you. I cannot believe that there has not been... Uh, any kind of a book to came, come out on him in this fabulous career. So are there plans? Uh, do you have plans to do a documentary about based on the book or what? You know, that that is definitely um, something that I'm definitely interested in. I, I would love either a documentary or possibly a film inspired on the, on the life of Kenneth. I, I think there's one of the great things about Kenneth is that not only, you know, he worked with all these magazines and whatnot, he also had um, a say, so to say, in, um, in, in different interesting or big uh, memorable moments in history. And it could have been anything from the last sitting with Marilyn Monroe. Kenneth was there to style her hair, um, as well as he styled the cast for Valley of the Dolls. He also prepared all the socialite ladies and all the other celebrity uh, celebrities for um, the black and black and white ball uh, mm -hmm. in New York City. So it's it, it's just incredible how not only did he do his career in the magazines or in the salon, but then he was also part of these more memorable uh, events in history. Uh, I understand that uh, Melissa Rivers. Uh, has written a very nice um, comment, several comments about your book. Share everyone because he was not only Joan Rivers' stylist, but I understand that they were close friends as well. So tell us about that. Yes. So Kenneth and, and Mrs. Rivers, uh, they you know they ended up becoming very close friends. It started um, sometime in the 70s, I believe, when uh, Mrs. Rivers' husband unfortunately passed away. And, you know, she, she started going to Kenneth, and from there, they they shared this beautiful friendship in the sense that, you know, they had a great sense of humor. They were both, you know, dry, uh, you know, sarcastic, but, um, and they were on the same page pretty much. And I think there was a, there was a level of comfort there that really just really solidified the friendship. And, and it lasted, you know, up until, um, you know, Kenneth passed away in 2013. So it, it was beautiful how it, it ended up being several decades long. Now, had you already started on the book um, before he passed away or, or what? 
So I actually had, um, when, I had, when I finally had come up with the idea to write this book, I reached out to his team and I told them you know, my idea and what I, would, what I wanted to do. And so they told me to write a letter to Kenneth. By then he had retired and moved to upstate. And I, they said, look, you know, we're, we don't want to get your hopes up, but Kenneth has never really wanted to do a book. So, but we can try. So what I did was is I put together the first 40 questions that I wanted to ask Kenneth and to show him, because, to show him that I was interested in his career. I wasn't looking for gossip. I wasn't looking for those very detailed personal stories that his clients could have possibly shared with him. And I sent it to him via his team. And they came back and they said that he had expressed interest and that he wanted to move forward, you know, continue conversation. Um, and then, unfortunately, about several weeks later, Kenneth ended up passing away. Oh. So I, yes, I, I, was very, I was very devastated because I was looking forward to, to writing this book with him, hearing those stories firsthand, but I didn't want to give up. So what I did was is I, I shelved the project for a few months just to, you know, out of respect and just kind of let the dust settle a little bit. And then I decided to approach the book via his former employees, friends, closest you know, clients, and I really set out, embarked on this voyage to try to find all that I could on the on the great life of Kenneth. So, it, and it ended up taking seven years, but I, for me, it was worth it was worth all the time. Oh yeah, absolutely, definitely so. So I understand that there are a lot of uh, unpublished uh, until now, up to next month, October twenty eighth. Everybody, that's the release date, October twenty eighth. Uh, the release of Kenneth's Sheer Elegance, the book, uh, by our guest here, Giuseppe Longo. So I understand that there are unpublished photographs and notes and clippings that the public has not seen. So tell us what what about some of those photographs and such. Yes, so I don't want to I don't want to reveal too much, but definitely one thing that I'm excited about uh, that is that are published in the book are these beautiful Joe Eula illustrations. And so Joe Eula, for anyone who doesn't know, was a very was a famed illustrator in America, and he and Kenneth ended up kind of. Uh, they ended up being friends. You know, they had this mutual respect for one another. You know, Joe respected Kenneth's artistry with hair, and Kenneth respected Joe's artistry with illustrating. And so they ended up, uh, you know, developing this friendship that Joe would go into the salon and sketch Kenneth at work or sketch the salon. And so I was very fortunate to run across those. And I was like, these definitely have to go in the book. I, I, you know, it's a part of history for Joe being who he is and just what they depict themselves. Is there uh, a particular photograph or two? Now, obviously, uh, glamorous women such as Marilyn Monroe and uh, Jack, Mrs. Kennedy, Jackie O, photographed thousands of times. But are there any right. one or two particular photographs of these either one of these two ladies that is like world famous that Kenneth did their hair specifically for that shot or for an event and is now a classic picture or what? Yes, I, I included a photograph of the day that Jackie Kennedy landed in Texas. 
the day before her husband was assassinated. And, um, and it shows Jackie coming off the plane uh, when they ran in Texas. And Kenneth had just done her hair uh, that morning just before they flew off. Um, so there's, I, I've seen it in magazines and in books of when JFK and Jackie disembarked from the airplane. So that is one image that I, I did put in the um, in the book. Oh wow, that's I can't wait to get my hands on the book. <laughs> I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Okay. There's, there's a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. So it you know it, it, there it was it's such a grand career. Um, I also I didn't want to leave out anything that was too important, mm-hmm. but I also I didn't want to be too descriptive or too complex with one particular subject. So I I evened it out and I made sure I put a little bit of everything. Um, even when Kenneth had his own cosmetics and perfume line and his wig collection. So there's even a section on that so people can get an understanding of Kenneth the brand versus only Kenneth the person. Got it, got it. Now I understand that he uh, was uh, with Marilyn Monroe when they shot Some Like It Hot. So he did her hair for the whole movie or she just wanted him there as a friend? She, Kenneth only did her hair when she went to Chicago for the premiere. He he did he didn't do it for the movie, but oh. he was there for the premiere in Chicago. Okay, so he was there as her her friend and making sure she stayed. Yes, as a friend. Glamorous. <laughs> yes, exactly. She she asked him, and you know by then Kenneth and Marilyn had really just like Kenneth and Joan, they really uh, they were very close friends. Whenever Marilyn happened to have been in New York City when she wasn't shooting, and you know she had some downtime, uh, Kenneth would actually give her a wig. And, you know, she would put on the wig Kenneth provided her. She put on her dark sunglasses, and she and Kenneth would walk around New York City, you know, going from art galleries or doing, you know, what typical friends tend to do. Oh, so, Wow, that's, that's amazing. Well, um, what about this? Did he ever work on any films or what? Yes, so Kenneth, Kenneth styled the cast of Valley of the Dogs, and then there was a, a lesser-known a movie called Gaily Gaily, but obviously Valley of the Dolls is, was, you know, the most famous one of, of the two, and also in, in the history of cinema. Um, and so Kenneth was there on set for that. Well, that became, of course, a classic film, and uh, all of yeah. the, the styles from the what was the early seventies by then, I believe, late sixties, early seventies. <laughs> 1967 was when the movie was released. So oh, okay. 1966, I think when they should, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's what a what an amazing assignment, Giuseppe, that you had uh, with putting this book together. Um, lastly, what about uh, is was Kenneth? Is is he a native New Yorker or, or what was his hometown? Uh, Kenneth was actually, he is a native New Yorker from, from the state of New York, uh, but he actually was born and raised in Syracuse, New York. Okay. And, um, and he actually, it's funny enough, when he, he did his, some beauty training in New York City later on, and, and then he moved upstate back to Syracuse to finish his studies. And when he finally, after a few years of being upstate, so he was ready to go, he actually went first to Florida. And after being less than a year in Florida, he wasn't feeling it. He was really having this kind of like this pull for this magnetic pull for him to go to New York City. And so in 1950, he, with $8 in his pocket, 
He boarded an unchartered flight to New York City, and the rest is history. And what a history it became. What a history. My goodness. Well, um, any of his family members, uh, have they seen the, the finished book yet, and what's been their response? No, there there aren't many, actually. There's only a handful of his family members, so I haven't been able to get the first-hand opinion from them yet. But uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully, you know, getting good, good positive feedback. Oh, I'm sure you will. I'm so sure of it. So, again, the book will be available October 28th. Uh, Pre-orders, I know, are available for those who want to jump ahead of the line. And uh, the book is Kenneth, Sheer Elegance by our guest, Giuseppe Longo. And got any follow-up projects that you're working on for maybe next year or the following year? I am currently putting together my next book. Um, so I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm definitely excited to, you know, see that one finished and see what everyone thinks. Okay, can you tell us, is it about someone in particular, or is it a novel, or, or what? Um, it's, it's actually the history of luxury travel. Oh, my God, Giuseppe, I am so jealous. <laughs> you know what, one of my bucket lists, uh, speaking of luxury travel, this, this train line, and I'm on their, their mailing list called Luxury Trains, and I know you're probably familiar with them, and they go throughout the the Orient and Europe and Moscow mm-hmm. and all. Oh, I would love to do that. And I know you probably have already done it, or you will be doing it soon. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I, I think you're talking about the Simplin Orient Express train. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, it's, it's, I, it, it's fabulous. Can't, can't even describe it. Yeah. It's, it looks it looks wonderful. So who knows? Maybe we'll be on, on the, in the same car. We'll be passengers at the same time, Janice. Yes, and I'll have your book <laughs> on, on Mr. Kenneth, and we, you can tell me some more backstory. <laughs> oh, that would love that. Fair oh, enough. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Sounds yeah. like a great plan to me. I think it's a great bucket list for me, for sure. <laughs> well, anyway, Giuseppe, thank you so much for calling in thank and chatting you, with me all the way from Italy. And uh, we want everybody I really to appreciate it. Yeah, why not and get that book next month and uh, look to chat with you all next book project, hopefully, or see you on the train. <laughs> hey, sounds good to me. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, everyone. Okay. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. Take care now. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Uh, thank you, Giuseppe, for, gosh, calling us all the way from Sicily. Wasn't that a clear Technically speaking, call, my goodness, it was like he's next door. I mean, I've called people that are in the same city, and sometimes it's just crazy. But, yeah, uh, we're going to definitely go get that book, especially if you are a big fan of pop culture during that era, just pop culture, entertainment culture, period. I think this is a really cool book to have in your collection. And uh, I can't wait for it to get, I've already seen like an advanced copy through like electronically, but I want the actual book in my hand because I'm really into books and coffee table style books and all that kind of great stuff. So anyway, the book again will be out late next month. And uh, hey, we'll see if 
we can do some giveaways of it if possible. We'll let you know of that. Okay, that's going to wrap it up and do it for this edition of Film Festival Radio Show. Thank you to Giuseppe Longo and, of course, to the fabulous Miss Jane Lynch. Make sure you tune in to The Weakest Link, uh, 29th September there, NBC. Have a lot of fun with that. It's always a fun show. Jane is always a lot of fun. And we'll see you on the next edition of Film Festival Radio. Have a great rest of the week. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.